Welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast. I am Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. This is our first episode post-holidays, and, you know, a lot of winter holidays involve gift-giving, and Alex and I are here to help you in this post-holiday season, which is to say... If you are a material person that did not get the material gifts that you wanted this holiday season, we're here to give you some advice on uh, how to maybe get back at those people who were a little too cheap or uh, not thoughtful enough to get you what you truly needed. Yeah. Number Step one, one, snakes in their car. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. First of all, we were, we went completely different directions. Your step one, snakes in the car. My step one, if it was your significant other, New Year's is coming around, right? Ball drops, look them in the eyes, kiss somebody else. <laughs> bonus points if it's their sibling. Even more bonus points if it's your sibling. Even more bonus points if it's your sibling's spouse. <laughs> Even more bonus points if it's your parent's spouse. Even more bonus points if your parent's spouse is just your dad or your mom. Even more bonus points if instead of kissing anybody at all, you just leave the party without saying a word. Even more bonus points. No, I don't I think we can't top what just happened. I was thinking like <laughs> maybe you could turn off the television right as the ball drops, but really nobody cares. I think it no one would really be upset. It would this is what would happen. It would go three, two, click. Aww. Anyway, yeah, that's really not that. Yeah, they'd be like, well, I'm just going to turn it back on. So, yeah, I, I still have alcohol in my hand. So, yeah, this is yeah, it's really all the bonus points you can give you. Uh, let us know uh, what your score was. Also, only <laughs> yeah. do this if you're getting back at somebody. Don't do this if you had a, a great holiday. And this is obviously in a uh, pandemic free society. Hey, maybe don't kiss 12 people. At a party in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> hey, bonus points. Kiss everyone but who you're supposed to kiss. Just everybody. Right. Except for the, the more, person. The more we go into this, the more I realize that this is no longer step one. This is just the step. Yeah, there, just, there's there's no follow through after this. You kind of just have to do it once and kind of sit with what you made. See, the problem, the problem is, is this story only works retrospectively when you're telling it. People will laugh. In the moment, it's going to feel like you're bombing. No one's going to laugh. You're probably going to get a lot of weird looks and people are going to be upset. But know that when you tell the story later, it's going to be hilarious. You got to trust me. Especially if your significant other thought that you liked the gift. So if they go seven days thinking that you that you liked your gift and then they just kiss somebody else randomly. And then you got to explain to them why you kiss somebody else. It might cause more problems than it's solving, but that's like a ten percent chance. If you don't, if you just kiss somebody else and you don't tell them why, then you're just a cheater. So you need to kiss somebody else and be like, "Oh, this is your fault. You got me a bracelet. I wanted a switch." So what you need to do then is you need to like act like you're gonna kiss them, swerve, and then whisper in the ear like, "This is for Christmas," and then go to the kissing somebody else. Like, you got to make a yeah. point of it and then do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be spur in the moment. The person you, the person you're about to kiss can't know that's happening because then you just made them an accomplice. They have to be like, wait, what? Because then the point is sp- spontaneity. 
Because like You're if Alex and I were to do that to each other, like if Alex were to do Which that would to never me, happen, but yeah. no one mm-hmm. would be surprised. P- other people would look at that party and be look at us and be like, eh, it's probably a bit or something. Or it finally happened. And then they just carry on with their day. But if I did it to you or you did, first of all, I would never do it to you. But if you did it to me and I <laughs> slapped you in the face, probably punched you in the face, they'd be like, oh, Alex wasn't in on it. Craig's crazy. Then it would be funny later. It would also, make the next episode of the podcast really weird. Try not to commit any misdemeanors or felonies. Sexual assault is not a joke. Yeah, despite the many, many times you've turned it into a joke. There was an intro somewhere in there. Let's talk about the movie. Yeah. This final week of December, we watched Donnie Brasco. I hate that last name, by the way. Hate it. Reminds me of Bosco Sticks. Like the lunch. Oh, now I really want Bosco Sticks. I mean, Bosco Bosco Sticks are really just mozzarella sticks without the breading, right? No, they're mozzarella sticks with breading. Right? Oh, but like... No, I'm thinking like that's sticks not deep in fried. Bread. Yeah, mozzarella it's sticks are deep sticks. fried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, if you don't want to listen to us talk about cheesy breadsticks for 25 minutes, uh, here's the time code right now. Time code 3125. All right. Donnie Brasco. Um, 1997 classic gangster movie. And I'm about it, bro. I am about it. It somehow managed to have both the 1997 vibe and the 1978 vibe at the same time. So, okay, what I've realized, what I've realized listening back and editing episodes is we do a very bad job of describing the movie we're talking about for the people that listen to this part, but not the spoiler part. Like they want to get into it. So they listen to us talk about it. We do a very bad job of like talking about the movie in a way that's capable for them. So let's start with this. Donnie Brasco, Donnie Brasco, take your pick, is a movie about Johnny Depp, who is an FBI agent undercover in, you know, the mafias of New York. And so this movie kind of balances, you know, him trying to maintain his cover while having like an at home life and trying to like stay good at his job so now that we have that basis we're all on the same page we can keep going um this is my favorite giant Depp movie of December. i think pirates of the caribbean is a close follower but this is my favorite of the ones we've watched i think the only one i didn't like more than this was secret window so you think scissorhands was better than this there, yeah, I think so. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to talk about why I don't like it. And now it's okay. your turn to defend this movie. How does it feel to be All in right. the hot seat? All right. I could not be cooler. Number one, intro credits were very long and very boring. But so right. like with the credits, who cares? Every 90s movie. Next. I hated that first meeting of Donnie Brasco and Lefty, who is played by Al Pacino. So Lefty comes into this diner and like starts to borderline 
like neg Johnny Depp. And he's like, what I found was like, just like super rude and unbecoming of someone who's supposed to have a lot of respect. And Donnie was very generous when first meeting him. And like, I understand why now, because he had to, because it was his job. But if it wasn't his job, he should have just like heard like the first three sentences, stood up and left. Yeah. Here's the thing. You don't walk out on the mob. He literally says, hey, you're going to walk out on me. Nobody walks out on me. You kind of just got to take it. It was a very bad introduction to this character. So like, I did not like Lefty. For the rest of this movie, I did not find Lefty intimidating at all. I just thought he was just mean, like unnecessarily mean, not even in like an intimidating way. Just like a just like a dude, what are you talking about? Kind of way. So I had oh, I didn't think he was no mean. emotional connection towards Lefty. No, I liked Lefty. I didn't think he was mean. I think he was like in the beginning, you just got to be tough so nobody messes with you, especially since he'd been in the mob for like 24 years. I think when he first met him, he was like 22 years. But like you talk down to people so they don't, they remember who they are. Be like, but I think nobody. there's a difference. I think there's a difference between like being that kind of gangster tough and then just being kind of a bully. And I felt like Lefty was leaning more in the bully direction than like an intimidating uh, tough guy. Yeah, but that didn't last very long. That lasted like five minutes, ten minutes in the movie. And you realized um, Lefty kind of needed somebody to hang out with because he was on the outs. He had he had been in the mob for, you know, 20 plus years and he wasn't making any progress. He wanted somebody under him. So he brought a new guy in. Um because he wanted pretty much companionship. He wanted someone to bond over the craziness that was the mafia that he wanted to leave. And Donnie had to get in because that's his job is to infiltrate. So that relationship had to work. Lefty needed a person to talk to because he hadn't been making any progress. And Donnie, Johnny Depp's character, needed to get in to the mob. So regardless of how you know conflicted that relationship was, it needed to work. So he could be as mean to Johnny as he wanted and Donnie couldn't leave. And Donnie had to do everything he said. So Al Pacino had no reason to, to leave him. And it was me in the first 10, 15 minutes. But later, like he's introducing him to his wife. He's introducing him to his kid. He's asking him to borrow money because he was broke, but not to take advantage of him, if that makes sense. Like he wasn't doing that to be mean. He honestly just didn't have any money. Yeah. And I don't think that it's bad. Like I didn't dislike that part of the writing i just didn't like that part of the characters i did not like the characters well enough for me to put up with you know this 15 minutes of relationship forming you know i i if i had liked the characters more i would have been more willing to see this through but i feel like we got a really bad introduction to this character yeah i was kind of cool with it because it has to be hard to get in the mob it has to be hard. It can't be, oh, we hit it off immediately. You want to come see my secret club that can get shut down and everyone can go to prison and or killed? So it had to be difficult. He had to prove himself. Um, and Donnie just found a way. And Lefty was cool with it. But it, ha- it had to be rough. It had to be hard. But the difference, I think, was shown in the exact next scene. 
so where Lefty, so when Lefty and Donnie are talking about, you know, that fake diamond, um, Donnie becomes intimidating and like, and tough, like, don't mess with me. And that read way more like Lefty should have in the beginning. I'm just like, oh, Donnie literally showed you up in the first opportunity he got. What does that say about you? No, that's how it was supposed to be. That's the reason Lefty never moved up. Is he's not And I think that's why no Lefty's a weak seriously. character in this movie. No, he's a weak character because he's written as a weak character. He's not a weak character, if that makes sense. It's not a lack of writing. Oh, no character development in this movie. It's the character development is so good. He's supposed to look weak. No one really wants him to succeed. We know why he's not. We're like, oh, why would you do that? Hey, bro, you look weak right now. No one's going to take you seriously. And guess what? Nobody takes him seriously. Donnie's out the game. Yeah, including and me. He comes in and everyone likes him more. Like, that's kind of the point. Like, they did that on purpose and it worked well. Like, he comes in and he goes, dude, I've killed. I've ordered 24 hits. You punch him around a little bit and he gives you his Porsche. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, yeah, lefty, you suck at this job. That's what that but just told you. But if he is your... But I did not enjoy watching that character development happen. This person that's sharing 50% of the screen with your main character, I should at least want to engage or empathize or sympathize or feel something towards this character. Every time something good or bad, mostly bad, happened to Lefty, I was just like, whatever. I don't care what happens to this guy. Like, at all. Dude almost gets whacked in the first 20 minutes of the movie. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I liked Lefty because he was trying to get out. He wanted to get out. Couldn't. Was in the mafia. He's like, this It seemed like a good decision at the time. And now, because uh, when they get the lion, he goes, this is a joke. I thought that I was going to get whacked. I didn't. And now I'm stuck with the lion. They're making fun of me. This is dumb. I hate this. So it's like you see a character who's like, I don't want to do this anymore, but I don't have a choice. So like I didn't have to like him, but I realized the situation he was in, if that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, that sucks. But you're in it now, bro. Like, what are you going to do with it? So I I wanted that relationship to work out because we all know Donnie would have been perfectly fine without Lefty. Like eventually Sonny Black just warms up to him and is like, yeah, Lefty's holding you back. Like you're mine now. And we're like, well, yeah, we've all known that Donnie's a better gangster than Lefty is. And he's been doing it, you know, 18 years less. So I was like on board with the characters. I was on board with the story. I think Sonny Black character was my character problem that I didn't like that guy. Yeah, like, this doesn't he was feel given. Real. He was given way too much power way too quickly. And like. Right. We heard him get mentioned a few times like, oh, there's a sunny black guy. He's um, he's like kind of high up, and but he's not quite the top. And then we meet him and he's treated like he's the top. And everybody like kisses the ground he walks on. And I'm like, this doesn't feel this doesn't feel like the environment that I want to watch particularly. Yeah, for me, it was just, my issue with him is like. I don't think he had enough dialogue. I don't think there was a lot of things that made me doubt his leadership. But that's the thing. The whole thing is like, 
every time I felt away, I'm like, I'm supposed to feel this way. Because when I started doubting his re- leadership, the reason we doubted his leadership is because he just ordered hits on the guys above him. Or he killed them. So he got moved up. Not because he deserved it, because he killed the guys in front of him. So half the movie, I'm like, this guy doesn't deserve to be where he's at. But everyone worships the ground he walks on because he is the boss. And it's kind of just the rules. Like Lefty talks about the rules all the time. You can't have a mustache. Why? It's the rules, man. It's the rules. Hey, don't talk bad about Sonny. Why? It's the rules. So I think everyone's just worshiping him because one, they don't want to get killed. And two, it's kind of just the rules of the game. It's just the mafia. I was on freaking board. However, problem I have with every undercover gangster movie, whether that's Departed, this, or everyone, is when a guy comes home after being undercover and he's got two days and the wife is upset with him every single time i'm like he's out there he might die and somehow we're taking this out on him okay what is happening so before we i definitely have thoughts about this too so let's jump into spoilers because we've already been talking about this for you know like 15 minutes um okay if you want to watch this movie and you don't want to listen to spoilers uh here's the time code once more time code so the thing that i did not like about donnie's family in this movie is his family was only there to be a crux to to yeah to donnie and i Mm -hmm. felt like that was just like super shallow like congrats you have one female character and it's to weigh down the male character like oh wow congrats no one's thought of that before it just it felt very the problem is is like it's very 1997 because now we're watching this 23 years later like oh we've seen this a million times i mean that's because 23 years of movies have come out and they're like yeah we've we've seen it 23 years i'm gonna say real quick uh this trope has definitely been used well before 1997 as well. Cause I'm like, Oh, we've seen this movie. We've seen this in Goodfellas. This is, this is a scene from Goodfellas where, um, the wife kind of knows a little bit, but doesn't know a lot. And when she questions about it, uh, she gets either emotionally or physically abused about it. Cool. 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 Not only is it a trope that hurts women, but it's a boring one at that. Cool. Love to see it. I mean, at some point, you have to be like, it's a gangster movie that came out in the 90s and earlier. Casino, Goodfellas, all that stuff. Also, it's real. In this in this life, women literally were there to have sex with and to bury your children. It's a sexist world. Like, girls were in the mafia. It just didn't happen. They were the wives who kept stuff running at home, raised the boys until they were old enough to join. It's a very sexist environment. So the and part I think we don't like possible. about it, I'm like... Well, yeah, that's just how it was. But I think it's possible to make a movie and not just include women just to, like, make them the problem people. Just to make them another problem. But um, every scene with the family was not important, I think. There was one scene that was important and it's when she has the bowling bag of money. And I just think that like, it was another way to like make him 
worried about getting caught, which they probably wouldn't have needed if they had written the FBI side better. I liked it, not because like it just showed the hard part about being undercover. It didn't go, oh, well, his wife and family motivate him to get this done. It was more of like, this is not a good lifestyle. It sucks. And even at the end of it, he gets a medal and 500 bucks, which he had gotten illegally $300,000. 500 bucks is nothing to him. Um, $500 is $2,000. Yeah. And he'd been undercover for like three or four years. I think I calculated like 1978 to 2020, 500 is $2,000. And $300,000 is millions. You know? So this is nothing to him. He, he missed out on the lives of his three girls for years who never saw him. He missed all this stuff. He made promises to them, found out he was going to Florida, couldn't keep it, gets a medal and all this stuff. And his family's there waiting for him, which happens sometimes. He almost got divorced. Like, I think the constant conflict of, you know, the nagging wife and all this stuff was saying, if you go undercover, you're going to lose everything. You're going to lose the respect of your kids. They might not see you. They might not love you anymore. They might not remember who you are if they're young enough. Your wife's not going to like any part of it. And it's going to be your fault because you made the decision in the first place. So, like, it wasn't me being like, I. it annoyed me that she, it annoyed me more that she followed the trope of, I'm going to be the wife that doesn't understand you and support you through this. And she was the trope of the nagging wife. Then the fact that, there was marital problems because the fact that there's marital problems in undercover, first of all, it's real. Like I, I know an undercover cop who had marital problems. Like that's, that's real. But I'm like, yeah. you knew he signed up for this. You, I mean, it was supposed to be three months, but at some point you have to be like, I know it's not your fault. I know there's nothing you can do. I hate that your life's in danger and I miss you. And I, you can, I mean, it just that empathy was not there. It was just, I'm pissed this is happening. And then he gets pissed at her for not understanding. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard this argument a million times. Yeah, and, and I think just it's like just one of those things where mm-hmm. both of them are, neither of them are upset at each other. They're upset at the situation. But you cannot take your anger out on a situation. You can only take it out on a person. And yeah, and that got so I feel annoying. like there were definitely moments where like Donnie, where they could have been arguing and Donnie could have just been like, hey, hey, I am undercover right now, actually, kind of. So um, if you could please give me that bag for the undercover work that I'm doing, I would really appreciate that. And yeah, it, so like there was just like little tiny bits of like, hey, I can't tell you things because I'm undercover. But remember, I am undercover. Let's work a little bit here. Yeah. I'm undercover with people that kill other people because they get a weird feeling. So help me out. Also, um, there were times where Donnie was like top tier gangster. Like he should be the head right now. And then there, but man, he was a really bad FBI agent. He was a very bad FBI agent. And the scene that made me realize this was when they were at the Chinese restaurant. Japanese. And they're like, yes, when they were at the Japanese restaurant. I watched that scene four days ago. Um, And they were like, 
oh, take off your shoes. And Donnie throws a fit. I would have just been like, oh, I'll go leave them in the car. Hey, problem solved. You didn't have to beat a guy to death. I don't think that was possible. And I think also he was under a lot of pressure. He didn't know it was going to escalate. Because you saw when they went to the bathroom, you're like, oh, geez, you've got to be kidding me. Because I think the wire where recorder was in his boot, I think the wire and the mic went up to his chest. And it was taped. Because when it shows you later, you see the taped mic go up his leg. I don't. I think it was, he would have had to have untaped it from his pants, under his shirt, all that stuff. And if anybody followed him out there, he would have been screwed. So I think that I do, I'm yeah. not going to do this. I'm not taking my shoes off. I think he was expecting the Japanese host to be like, that sucks, but that's okay. But it got out of hand. And then he's like, oh. Yeah, I just feel like that scene had a lot of points of diffusal that nobody was looking at. And just like, I feel like a little bit more of like um, communication could have solved that problem way faster than beating a guy. I think it just, I think that's just the way of the gangsters. It's just like, we're going to do this and we're going to, and we're going to do it whether you like it or not. And if you say no, we'll beat you up because they just don't take no well. Like in order for Donnie, because the thing is, is Donnie was under pressure. They, he didn't, they wanted to hear no from Donnie. They needed to give him a real good excuse that his dad died in Okinawa, you know, and he doesn't respect the Japanese because they killed his dad essentially, which is a lie, but whatever. And he's, and that turned, that no into a yes, we're all on board. We're going to support Donnie. But when the other guy didn't change his no to a yes, they're like, we don't take no from an outsider. And Donnie was, there was nothing Donnie could have done to save that guy. I mean, he tried. Hey, let's just leave. Hey, let's take it. You know, come on, man. The guy, the other guy, the Japanese guy was not backing down. And as soon as I got him into the bathroom to beat him up, Donnie was like, what have I done? Yeah, I, I don't was, like scenes of unnecessary escalation. And like, that's not unique mm-hmm. to this movie. It's just I saw it in this movie. And so that's why I didn't care for it. Um, right. Another thing, another thing that made me not like Lefty is when he's on, when they're on the boat in Florida and he's watching Donnie like um, network with these guys on the boat and like. They're all like praising him and chatting him up and everything. And Donnie's just sitting in the back pouting like you go to the bow. I'm going to stay on the stern. Like, come on, man. You're like 65. Yeah, dude, it's just another reason why lefty. You're not going to go up because you're not made for this. You're not built for this. So pout all you want. But Donnie's making moves because he's doing something and you're not doing anything. So that was one of those things that like I wasn't just dis- I wasn't disappointed in the writing. I was disappointed in the character because I'm like, this is why you're at where you're at. This is why I, I was just already irritated with him. And then like seeing that happen, I'm like, of course, you would behave like that. Of course, you would behave like a child you know what made me mad. We can wrap this up. What pissed me off more than anything else was at the very end where they blew Donnie's the FBI agents blew donnie's cover for for like no reason for giggles yeah it was very anticlimactic like i'm like oh man donnie's gonna have to make a decision 
like he has to decide whether or not he's going to shoot this guy. I always I do enjoy watching that tension. Like he's going to have to do something. And then like it was one of those things where like um, it was a convenient out for Donnie. Like as much as he didn't like it, like I still have work to do. I still have work to do. Like it was con- it was the best way for him to get out in that moment. And but as like a movie, I'm like kind of anticlimactic there yeah it made me so frustrated when they're like here are, there's pictures of him in fbi stuff and like goes yeah he was in on it the whole time we know everything call us like it's a move but i'm like well lefty's dead that they did that scene to kill lefty and i'm like i am and regardless of whether that happened in real life because this is based off a true story loosely um I'm just like, really? FBI is supposed to be one of the best law enforcement um, entities we have in the States, and they just blew a guy's cover just because? Because they didn't like him, right? That entire department, every time, yeah, whenever they had a meeting with Donnie and then Donnie left, they would spend like several minutes making fun of Donnie. Like, okay. What a weird way to get back at him. Also, yeah. I want to say one last thing before we wrap up. This movie did my least favorite thing on the planet, which is people not looking at the road when they're driving because they're having a conversation with another character. There was a yep. scene at the end. I know exactly where, what you're talking about. Where he's in exactly the car with Lefty about. and he eyeballs Lefty for like 30 seconds. Hey, no one doesn't look at the road for 30 seconds without dying. I, yeah, it's I saw. Bad, I got no excuses for that. Term. That annoyed me too. I'm like, oh, look, yeah. look, look. Because the thing is, when that doesn't happen, two things happen. You're either gonna watch through the driver's side window a car come and t-bone them, or yeah. you see his eyes dart to the front and slam the brakes, and maybe they crash, maybe they don't, or they swerve. One of those two things always happen. So I'm like, look at the road, look at the road, look at the road, and he just didn't, and he just they just got away with it. No problems. It's okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, overall, me. Um, I think there are gangster movies better than this. I think if you wanted to watch a better version of this movie, I think The Departed is better than this movie in each and every way. Um, that being said, I think like a six and a half for me. Like good acting, I'm very good it acting. Eight one. Eight one. I'm gonna give it an it's tipping 8. the scales 1. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of gangster movies. I've seen a lot of them. This is one of my f- more favorites. This is one of my more favorites. Right. I like undercover movies more than just like gangster in general, but I, I like this one a lot. All right, are you ready to welcome back our non movie listeners? <laughs> Alex is giggling because I had to take that like four times. <laughs> yup. Welcome to welcome. Welcome to welcome. Okay, so we are returning to another improv segment. We're going to go way back into the archives. We're going to pull out an old one. And uh, we're going to go back to Pod and Cast Team Up. Is it Team Up or Meet Up? I should have looked this up. It's Team Up. It's Team Up. Team Up. Pod and Cast Team Up. So the way this works is we're going to be two separate characters from two separate entities. And we're just going to do a little improv scene together. Previously, we did, you know, uh, Tony Stark and Edward from Twilight. And we did 
James Bond and Jason Bourne. Who knows what hijinks we're going to get into? Yeah. Hi, dude, hijinks just threw me off. <laughs> I was hijinks really just like, like... I was like, does he not know that I left it for him? He could jump in at any moment. It's kind of his like, turn to I'm like, I know there's like, this is where I would come in and be like, okay, and I explain, pretty much I explain how it works, like what the rules are. But you said hijinks. I'm like, mm, I don't know if I can co-sign on that one. <laughs> Anyways, pot and cast team up. Yeah, so usually um, one person gives two characters. The other picks which one they'd rather be. And then together they put together a scene and um, a general idea of what's going on. So I'll go first. Let's do, let's see, what movies have we watched recently? We could do Megamind. <laughs> okay, okay. Meets an undercover agent trying to work for him, trying to replace Minion and get involved. Okay. Uh, you definitely need to be Megamind because you have way more experience w- with that demeanor. I'm Megamind? Okay. So I'm I'm Will Ferrell, essentially. Yeah. As Megamind. And you're trying to infiltrate my group. Megamind, yeah. for the record, very lonely, very dumb, naive. Um, Some might even say he speaks be... a very broken English. Yeah. <laughs> Some might say that. Uh, we can just be uh, at a restaurant having uh, a dinner. And a little someone introduced us. Minion introduced us. Okay. Olo. Oh. Uh, Olo to you as well. Um, so my you're name new to uh, Matrocity, huh? I haven't seen you around. Oh yeah, I just moved here to Matro- Matrocity. Um, my name is Alexander, Alex Sanders, and, uh, your friend Minion here, uh, told me that you were the guy to talk to, to get some bad guy stuff done. Yeah, I do evil around here. Very best at it. Right, waiter? You know you're not getting paid tonight. So, here's the thing about evil. You want to do it? Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah, evil. You want to do it? Okay. So here's what we do. Pretty much every Thursday we have a meeting. We just talk about how to destroy Metro Man. We don't do anything nefarious. We try not to mess with this girl in any big way. Mostly just felony. Um, Occasionally we threaten his life and things like that. But for the most part, lots of kidnapping. Big fan of kidnapping. Uh, Are you okay with kidnapping? Yeah. Um, you, You like to kidnap that reporter a lot, right? Yeah. You okay with that? Are you okay with kidnapping? Totally okay, right? Uh, sure. Yeah, kidnapping. Yeah. A-okay. We also like Green to have our meetings the in the open because police wouldn't think we're having meetings in the open. So, ipso facto, Bob's your So, uncle. what you're saying is to really get in on it is we should have our meetings in front of the police station because they'd never think to look there. Been there, done that. I've had actually a meeting in court while being prosecuted for coming up with other meetings, conspiracy, you know how it is, you're seasoned criminal. So here's my next plan. Give me your honest, honest opinion. I'm going to walk you through this. So step one, Metro Man, we kill him. Oh, what? Okay. Um, You said 
we weren't doing that. Yeah, but it's okay because it never works. We just kill him. It never happens, but it's always step one. Step one is always kill Metro Man. When that fails, we go to plan B, which changes every time. So step one, kill Metro Man. Step two, Chick-fil-A. Sometimes they're particularly evil. I don't know if you heard about the gay thing. We only support <laughs> evil. Step uh, three. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cox gun. <laughs> Dang it. That was going to be my thing. I was going to do the Cox gun. <laughs> if you, I had listen, the Cox that gun joke cocked and back. ready to loaded. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. That's got to be. That's that's a get out jail free card. When th- something's going yeah. too long, Cox gun. Um, New scene is going to be you are like a frat bro. Classic. And I am going to be like a, like one of those uh, Lieutenant Data characters that are super robotic and take everything super literally. Okay. All right. So the scene is I have just teleported into the middle of a frat party. <laughs> um. Hey, man. Uh. Yeah. Are you here with uh, Little Caesars, Domino's? Ah, who do we order? I hey, am here Johnny, with the Enterprise. Who do we order from? Who did we order? Enterprise. That's a rental car company, right? Uh, it, it is the yeah, ship man, that I I don't that know I hail if you're from. at the right place, bro. Listen, we're kind of in the middle of something. So we got some broads over here. You're kind of ruining my vibe. I heard there were Spartans here. Yeah, no. You're talking about the the Greeks, uh, what are they called? The Sigmas? Yeah, I think the Sigma Pods are down the street, bro. We have a couple of the girls over here, but um, yeah, I think you're you're at the wrong place. Hey, if you want, go wash up in the head, and uh, when you come back down, we might do a little introduction, see if you can join. But no worries. What We're doing planet a rush am I right on? Now. And why? We- why are some people half naked? This is a. What are you talking, dude? This is Alpha Pi, okay? That's that's what planet you're on. I run this place, kind of like the leader here. So, go wash up. You can join the rest of the the new guys, and if you fit, you fit. I am not, not a new guy. I am here, here looking for the Spartans. Yeah, Spartans. MSU hate those guys. Um, we're on the same team, I guess. So, like I said. Go take a dab in the bathroom, come back freshen up, and let's hit this thing hard. What is this me? dab you speak of? Bro, you need to, have you never done one? I can go show you real quick, but you're gonna need to You a will show up. me nothing. This is not gonna be enjoyable Cox for anybody if this is your first time high. Bro, my brother, listen here. I don't I really don't have time for doing all this. I don't wanna I don't wanna kick you out. I don't want this to be a whole thing. Please do not let this escalate. I just want you to have fun or get out. Then I shall get out. Thank you for your assistance. What we needed in that scene. This is the part where we dissect the scene afterwards. Was a radical change of direction. The last time I did a radical scene change... I took us from prison to Olive Garden, and I felt like that was a little bit too harsh of a turn. So now our job as improv comedians yeah, to improve harsh. is to find that happy medium. 
So I think next time what I'll do is either as a frat guy, slip your roofies, punch you in the face, or make you do something extremely humiliating. And if that doesn't escalate the scene, I'll get naked as a frat guy. So check us out next week for our new segment where we just do improv scenes over and over again week after week until one of them is funny. All right, middle segment, resolutions. This is going to be a long one, guys. Craig, you got you got some cutting ahead of you. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, you do. So this middle segment takes a little bit of prep. It's, the new year's about to begin, so we prepped some resolutions. Craig, what are you going to do different in 2021? In 2021, I'm going to be less attached to my money. So... You know, in all of 2020, I decided, you know, saving is super important, you know, especially while I'm trying to establish an adult life. I got to make sure that I save as much money as I can. 2021, not going to do that at all. Every paycheck is going right to my subscription services. Like, I'm going to get a paycheck for like $400, Mm, $400 to subscription services, Hulu, Netflix, HBO Max. That's like $800 right there. Just do like $800 cameos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The guy who played Kevin um, in the office, I'm coming for you. <laughs> um, my first resolution is being nicer to our audience. Okay, do you want to say one that you could actually try to do? The next one is come up with a better <laughs> alias or persona than stepdad. We need we need a workshop I don't that know. a little bit. I I'm feel t- like... I didn't like stepdad at first, but like the more we did it, the more it kind of grew on me, which I think is how stepdads work in general. Yeah. Yeah. At first you're like, who is this guy? And eventually you're like, ah, he's not so bad. Mom seems to like him. So 2021, we need to decide the fate of the stepdad. So I think what we need to do is we need to double down on it and just like Mm -hmm. really go hardcore in the stepdad character. But after okay. like six weeks, if people don't like it, out the door. Okay. But in order for this to work, I need to hear what people want and don't want from their stepdad. And if they want it, I'm not going to give it to them. And if they don't want it, I'm giving it to them because that's how stepdads work. All right. My next one. More yes. characters from Craig. Now, my characters are, I'm going to say, integral to the format of this show. And I don't do them as often as I should. You know, 14, 15 episodes, I've really only done three. That's not a lot. 2021, more characters coming your way. I think my next resolution is we need to put out at least one video episode of this podcast. At least one. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. People need to know what their stepdad looks like. I want to see the disgust on your face as you hear things I say for the first time. Because I think the audience really misses out how real your disappointment is in me. And how real my disappointment is in you every time I hear a new character. I think when they see our faces, when we hear this, they'll know, oh, they just don't like each other. And that's what I want the podcast to be. Two people forcing each other to work something out. All right. Next resolution, find 
an anime movie that Alex will like. Oh, so that interferes with one of my resolutions is only watch one anime movie for the podcast. Then I got to make sure it's good. I have the one I think it is. Yeah, bro. You got one shot. I'm doing one per year. And you know what? We're going to find the one. Okay. Okay. So for, for future reference, would you want an action movie or one that makes you feel? Oh, action 100%. I don't want to feel anything. Okay. That's where I've been going wrong. I'm trying to touch your feels and you don't like when people touch you in your feels. Don't try and touch me. Don't touch my feels. Why would you want to touch my feels? Because someone has to, Alex. Yeah, bro. I got a kid on the way. I know how to touch feels. Um, oh, speaking of my kid on the way, my next resolution, not use my kid for promo purposes. I don't know if I would. Don't even have them yet. Uh, well, my New Year's resolution is to start using Alex's kid as promo material. So I'm just going to go yeah, over to his house. I don't promote this podcast at all. Catch a few videos of the baby doing cute stuff. And that's promo material for like a year. All right. Next resolution. Think about merch. We don't need to put anything out, but we definitely need to get some brainstorms, some real concrete ideas, possibly workshops, workshops and prices and real, really, really take merch seriously and see if we can make it happen. Question for the audience. You know, there's not as much of you. So in order for us to make a profit, we kind of ha- we might have to make the shirts a little more expensive. Is twelve hundred dollars too much for a shirt? Just let just just think about it. Just think if, about it. If we put Supreme right under permanent good, totally reasonable. Totally reasonable. Yeah, it'll say permanent good movies, comedy, Supreme. Okay, I do have one resolution on here that is impossible. Okay, but I want to try. Of the 52 weeks in the year and the 52 movies we watch for the podcast, I want to rate five of them identically to you. So let's say, so let's put a boundary on that to make it attainable. Let's say in the same threshold. So when I say threshold, I mean low seven, mid seven, high seven. Does that make sense? Okay. So. Yeah. So, if so it's you either 70, point- 75. For now on, let's just do 0. 0.0 and 0.5s. Okay. And it has to be within 0. 0.5 of something. So if I say 70 and you say 75, close enough. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that'll work. We could abs. That is an attainable goal. Five out of 52. It's possible. No, it's not. It's not freaking possible, bro. Has that ever happened? I have faith in us. Yeah. Um. I think we rated. The Lorax, pretty similarly. I think we rated Train to Busan pretty similarly. I mean, it's going to be... We're going to actually need to keep track of that. I don't think it's possible. I'm going to have to, like, legit be like, what would Craig say? Hey, fans who like this podcast more than we do, can you keep track of that and send it to me? Thanks. I'd appreciate it. All right. What are your resolutions, Craig? My New Year's resolution is... um. My New Year's resolution is to, like, actually spend money on this podcast. Because, like, other than the hosting platform, I think we're going to I'm 2021 is going to be the year of advertising this podcast. 
Uh, I've been thinking about okay. advertising on like the social media sites for a few weeks now, but 2021 definitely going to happen. I okay. think that will help our growth better than it is going right now. My second to last is have three guest features. I want that too. I want that too so bad. I think we can make that happen. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know who you want to guest feature on this podcast. We'll take advice. I'll reach out to them. If they don't like us, whoops, tried. <laughs> um, my final resolution is to uh, stream through an entire game. I think that would be fun. Uh, I've streamed like here and there, but in I've never like sat through and streamed an entire game. And I would like to try that. My final resolution is get active on producing TikToks. Producing TikToks is an interesting verb. Because it doesn't, I don't need to be the star of the TikTok. I would, I'm probably going to be because, you know, I'm always around. Um, But I need to create TikToks. I'm done watching TikToks. I'm done learning from TikToks. I need to put out TikTok content. Can you please explain to the audience your history with TikTok? TikTok is like Vine, but longer and with a lot more dancing and a lot better algorithms. And the best part about it is Alex cannot watch a few TikToks. Alex is either watching zero TikToks or four hours worth of TikToks. There is literally no in between. I've been, I get, I'm the guy who gets warnings on the apps. Wow. You've been scrolling for too long. Maybe you should take a break, drink some water. I'm like, really? Turns out that happens every hour you're on the platform with no breaks. I get that multiple times on the app. It's I've had to delete it twice because time just flies by. I remember showing Alex TikTok for the first time because he was over at my house for Thanksgiving. We were just sitting on the couch. I was scrolling through TikTok. He looked over my shoulder and he goes, hey, is that TikTok? And I say, yes, yes, it is. And I wish I had known at that moment that I was destroying dozens upon dozens of hours of one man's time. Yeah. So it's going to be hard. My problem is like, I'm going to create TikToks. I don't know if I'm going to be able to not watch them. It's going to be a problem. All right. Is that what you have for resolutions? That's what I got. All right. Then we're going to move on to our one hit wonder. We're going to this one hit wonder is simply called take me back. It is a very simple premise. Um, I'm going to have to I'm going to ask you to explain something to me. Except you're going to be explaining it to someone many years ago. So your first one that I'm going to have you do for me is. I am in the 1970s, and I need you to explain emojis to me. So emojis, man, are like oh, did faces. not do not like this character. Are like faces on a screen, but they're like all color, and most of them don't even like move, man. And like, a, a, do you know a screen like, like my television on a psychedelic trip? Yeah, it's like on a on a on a TV. But when you're like on a trip and you see those like alien like faces with a bunch of like emotions on it imagine like taking a picture of that and having that pop up on a screen and then you communicate with other like humans using those expressions 
So I was going to kind of like turn this bit into something that was like, you know, constantly comparing it to like what they thought modern technology was like, oh, you mean a television? Oh, you mean a telephone? How are you supposed to send images on a telephone? But no, you went like, hey, Alex, do you need help? Greg, if there's one thing you you know about me is I either don't take things seriously at all and I'm unamused or I take things way too far to the point where I have to apologize in the next episode. And it's always the opposite of what I anticipate. Whenever I bring a bit and I'm like, he's going to take this seriously, you do that. But then when I'm like, oh, he's probably going to come up with something, some wild and wacky way to interpret this, you explain sports to me like a normal person. Yeah, it's called comedy. Look it up. I need you to explain space travel to... Someone in the 800s. In the 800s? We're still the whole center of the universe idea. I don't know what that accent sounds like, so this is going to sound a little oh. weird. Oh, I mean, you could just take okay. it like a normal voice, like you're a time traveler speaking through time, and I'm the one that has to do the accent. That's what we're doing. Hey, Galileo! <laughs> Galileo was in the 1500s. Hey! <laughs> Galileo's great, 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 great grandfather. Oh, yes. Who are you? I'm Future Man. Man from the future. Why do you talk so funny? Because I'm a Future Man. Man Where from the future. Where did you come from? You're a witch. A witch. I came from the future because I'm Future Man. Now, here's the thing about being Future Man. Past Man. We can travel through space time. And that what looks a lot like mean? this. What is space? Space is what's higher than the sky, past man. Galileo's no daddy. Nothing higher than the sky. We are all. You know that thing where the sun and the stars are? Yeah, I've been there, and we go there often, past man. There is nothing there. It is simply a ceiling. You stop when you reach the top. Here's the thing about ceilings, man. You'll learn about this in a couple thousand years. Uh, they're glass most of the time, and women love to break them. We do not allow women to break anything. Otherwise, she will be burned as a witch. Okay, well, past man, here's the thing. We have these things called rocket ships, right? And rocket ships are like boats that go in the sky very, very high. And we go fast. I do not believe you guards come kill this man. I've never been more afraid of you because I'm future man. I'll just go back to the future. See ya. Man, thank you for explaining that in a totally not confusing way to any to even me yeah. who's here in the 21st century. Yeah, bro. It's like boats, but in the sky. Very, very high. Very, very fast. Well, that was Take Me Back. We're never doing that again because that was a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to our cinema comedy program. We will be back next week on Wednesday with another episode. Isn't that wild? Hey, you know what, what joke everybody loves? See you next year. So next week, 
We're gonna watch Live Die Repeat. Laugh track over that last one. I'm not gonna do that when you're editing this. Um, but future Craig, future Craig, when you're editing this, go put a laugh track back there. Thanks, future Craig. So next week we're gonna be watching Live Die Repeat (laughs) slash Edge of Tomorrow, depending on which form of marketing you were around when this movie came out. Um. It doesn't have anything to do with New Year's or anything. We're done with the holiday theme. We're done with Depthem. We're done with Depsember. So we're just kind of going back to normal movies. Live, die, repeat. Number one. Um, anything yeah. you need to add? Uh, I'd like to plug a couple of things. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Alex the Goods. A L E X T H E G O D E S. Um. Also. Turns out I don't have a lot going on, so that's all I have to plug. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, you can make sure to follow us as well on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We'll be posting the movie schedule there when we get it fully ironed out. Otherwise, I am Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. We will see Adios. you next year. <laughs>